Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Gina R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 151, the third paragraph, which begins, now and then a serious drinker. We're reading one paragraph and commenting on that single paragraph. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Carrie S., 12 Traditions, Cindy D. Our readers will be Wendy M., Leslie W., and Hi, this is Wendy. You can now call me. reader is Melanie C. The reference numbers for Tuesday, October 23rd, 10 a.m. Eastern Time are 12,117. And Wednesday, October 24th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 12,124. Here's the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Carrie S. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Gina, for your service. This is Carrie S. recovered in Golden, Colorado. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Have a blessed day, everyone. With that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. I will now ask Cindy D. to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning. Thank you, Gina. This is Cindy D. Gratefully recovered in Texas. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God is he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group I never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service in my path. And thank you, Cindy D. Here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery, described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 151, the third paragraph, which begins, Now and Then, A Serious Drinker. I will ask Wendy M. to begin reading. Yes, good morning, Wendy M., recovered in Boulder, Colorado, grateful to be on the line, entire abstinence, and thank you, Gina, for your service. Now and Then, A Serious Drinker, being dry at the moment, says, I don't miss it at all. I feel better, work better, having a better time. As ex-problem drinkers, we smile at such a sally. We know our friend is like a boy whistling in the dark to keep his spirits, to keep up his spirits. He fools himself inwardly. He would give anything to take half a dozen drinks and get away with them. He will presently try the old game again, for he isn't happy with his sobriety. He cannot picture life without alcohol. Someday he will be unable to imagine life either with alcohol or without. Then he will know loneliness such as few do. He will be at the jumping off place. He will 
wish for the end. Okay, great. So, um, again, Wendy, recovered in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you, God, for the grace. On Halloween day, Halloween morning, Halloween night, I will be completely neutral with the bags of candy that are in my house right now, and that is a bloody miracle. Um, it's, it's really, it is cardboard to me. It's unbelievable cardboard, so thank you, God, for that. So the first thing I want to say is just his mentality, right? I love this. I feel better. I don't miss it at all. Like, I, when I'm dishonest with myself, when I'm fooling myself, um, I'm full of it, right? And I don't even know it. And that's the miracle of being recovered is that you don't think the way you thought. You don't act the way you acted. You don't feel the way you used to feel, right? And um, it's just wonderful for me to have a program where when I'm BSing myself, I'm onto myself very quickly today. I don't swim in the sea of dishonesty. And it's mainly because I call you guys and you call me on it, which is wonderful. But the thing that really strikes me is he would give anything to take away to take half a dozen drinks and get away with them. So I come from the land of what can I get away with? What can I get away with? So when I was in the disease with the food, I want all the I want to eat the entire dozen donut box and not get fat, right? I want to spend money and not run out of it. Um, I want to be cruel and unusual and blaming to other people and with no consequences whatsoever. I want to text while driving, no consequences whatsoever, because the rules don't apply to me. What can I get away with, you know? And that, that was the thing. That was my, that was my mentality. Um, and truly, the rules did not apply to me until finally I got desperate enough, right? This disease caught up with me. Um, and the amazing thing is, is that I did get desperate enough, is that I did allow the pain to be so great. Thank God, make it worse, God, make it worse, make it worse, because I need, the, I, I need to change, right? The only thing I change in this program is entirely everything. The only thing you have to change in this program is everything. And, um, and I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to let go of this, what can I get away with? But today, when I'm in a what can I get away with mood, it's scratchy and it's itchy and it doesn't feel right. When that bill is sitting there and I'm completely denying the fact that I owe any company any money, it's what can I get away with? Well, I just won't open the bill. You know, I just won't participate in life. I just won't be on life on life's terms. When I weigh and measure my food, that's life on life's terms, right? It's not a vat of fill in the blank, whatever I'm measuring right? It's, it's, a, it's a half a cup, right? That's life on life terms, not what can I get away with. And getting away with stuff is awful because what happens is, you know, you're, I know I'm deceiving myself. My stomach gets in knots, right? So it's, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, and the other thing I want to say is, is that that's my time. So thanks so much. And um, I pray for all of you to get abstinent entirely today. Thank you. And thank you, Wendy. Um, Okay, everybody, the lines will now be open to uh, comment on what we read on page 151. It was that third paragraph, and we're commenting only on that paragraph. Who would like to share? Christy G. I heard Liat TD. There was somebody before her. Christy B. Christy B. Okay. Amy G. Amy G. Amy. Got it. I've got three so far. Who else? Patty I've got T. Christy. Patty T. Thank you. 
Anyone else in this first grouping? Okay, let's go with this. I've got Christy B, Liat TD, Amy G, Patty T. Christy B, please go ahead. Hi, this is Christy B, recovering in Washington State. And what really jumped out at, at me was that first sentence, now and then a serious drinker being dry at the moment. That part right there just just really got me because I'm I'm less than a month abstinent. And so I can remember very vividly that, that desperation, that that hanging on to, you know, the one or two days I managed to scrape together of abstinence, you know, just, just white knuckling it and knowing, you know, feeling physically better a little bit, but hating every minute of it. And that other sentence, um, it, down there in the middle of it, you know, uh, for he will presently try the old game again, for he isn't happy about his sobriety. He cannot picture life without alcohol. Someday he will be unable to imagine life either with alcohol or without it. And I was at that point. I wanted the food so bad, and I couldn't see anything ahead of me except doom and gloom because there was no reward. I thought, there's nothing for me to look forward to in life at all if I don't have the food. And every time that would send me right back to the food, um, you know, because it just... It was, it was the only thing I had that was good in my life at the time. And I couldn't see ahead enough to know um, how much those promises could come true and stuff. And I, I'm really hoping to hold on to the desperation of that white knuckling to remember how awful it was to be there. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Christy B. Okay, we've got Liat TD followed by Amy G. Liat, please go ahead. Hey, Gina, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, gosh, you know, I was thinking, just, um, just remembering, because I was 12 years in OA doing the dance, you know, white knuckling. No one ever told me that you can recover, by the way, but I think today if they told me that uh, you can recover, I would not believe them. And I, I thought that for me, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm one of those with grave emotional and mental disorders that will never be free of this addiction. You know, and so, you know, the examples that they give about, you know, him trying to find a way, that's what I did. I tried to find human way. You know, I would think, okay, uh, maybe I am going to dress nicer or put makeup on have a positive outlook on life. Uh, maybe I wouldn't mind what people think about me anymore. But just be happy where I am. But happy be fat. Happy being heavy. That's okay. My whole family is heavy. You know, this is hereditary. I should just accept it the way it is. You know, maybe I should get healthy, eat healthy food, exercise. Uh, maybe I should read The Power of Now, right? It was made sense, The Power of Now. Wow, yeah, right now, today, just for today. And all those human ideas, human bases, you know, ideas of solving my problem based on human human power. I didn't understand that I was lacking the power. It's not just physical allergy that I have. It's not just mental obsession that I have. I have a spiritual malady, 
these still can be arrested. I can have a rep- put the foot down and all that. I'll feel better. I will not have the craving, maybe even not the obsession. But I have a spiritual melody, and if I don't take care of that, at some point I am going to die. And I need to die, which is good. I had to die so I can get reborn, so I can have complete dependency and reliance on a power greater than myself. And I have to tell you that in the past almost 19 years, it happened to me twice. First, I died with the food, and I surrendered it. And it was not about how do I weigh, look, what do I weigh, not weigh. It was just, I, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And the other thing that happened to me 10 months ago where I came to face in a power that I never thought in a million years that I would believe in. And I love that power. So, you know, it, I had to die. I had to come to an, the end of the act to come to a place where I am you know, doing something else. I love you all, Alta. And thank you, Liat. And um, I'm just going to take a, a point of personal privilege as the moderator and offer um, a gentle correction. Um, we try to refrain from um, referencing the names of outside resources. Those are considered outside issues. So you can certainly talk about the concepts, but we would refrain from actually referencing um, specific titles and names of things. So. Just keep that in mind. Okay, Amy G, you're going to be next, followed by Patty T. Amy, please go ahead. Amy, press star one. Amy? This is Amy G, and you can't hear me now? I can now. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Um, I'm recovering in the state of Washington. I'm less than 30 days abstinent after 10 years in another food program and with, with, with an infinite number of two days of abstinence. And this is different. And I am kind of whistling and saying, I like this, how wonderful it is. But then uh, my sponsor talked to me about giving up artificial sweetener. And I felt like I was at a jumping off place. But I said to myself, if this is what I want, if I'm this desperate, I'm going to do what I'm told and take direction. And I'm happy to tell you I'm here today. I haven't jumped off of anything, and I haven't had artificial sweetener in almost four weeks. And I'm so grateful for for this program and for what's happening to me through it. So um, that's all. Thank you. I pass. Oh, thank you, Amy G. That's wonderful. Okay, we've got Patty T up next, and then I'll take a new grouping after Patty. So again, we're on page 151, the third paragraph, which begins now and then, a serious drinker. Patty, please go ahead. Hi, thank you for your service, and um, hello, everybody. You know, I was looking up this word, Sally. I wasn't quite sure what it meant, and it it talked about an outburst, like an offensive, right? So that really helped me relate to the whole reading. That, that <laughs> you know, that that idea that oh, I feel better. I'm having a better time. I'm I'm doing great. And at the whole time, I'm just you're doing, doing great if you eat less and exercise more. That that's what the term is if you're doing great. Patty, please feel free to go ahead and press star one again. Hi. Can you there hear you me go. now? Okay. Yes, great. Please so go sorry. ahead. Hi, this um, is no Patty. 
anyway, I just wanted to say that um, it's 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 so funny how you know that part of me that that compulsive eater wants to wants wants to feel better, wants to work better, wants to have a better time, and wants to not miss it at all. But you know, I am a compulsive overeater. My disease resides in my mind. And food is always going to be the, the first spot of a solution for me. And like was already said, you know, I have a spiritual malady. I, I am learning day by day in this abstinence to, to go to God and to go to others, you know, who have the connection to God if I don't have it at that moment. And, um, and that is the only way that I can protect myself from this being unable to picture life without food, you know, like, ah, that's where I was. I was a dry drunk in my previous abstinence. I, I, I was raging. I was miserable. You know, I just, but I didn't have anything to, to bolster me. And so why, of course, I went back to the food, you know, of course. So anyway, I'm just grateful today that I'm entirely abstinent and that I have uh, such a fellowship to listen to such wonderful shares. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. And thank you, Patty T. Okay, we've got time for more people to get on the line and press star one to share. Who would like to do that? Reggio. Who is next? Kelly M. Kelly M. Donna S. Donna S. Nikifa A.E. Somebody A.E. Nikifa H. Nikifa A.E. Marissa E. Marissa E. Anyone else in this grouping? Okay, we'll go with this. Here's what we've got. Reggie O, Kelly M, Donna S, Nakifa A.E., and Marissa E. Reggie, please go ahead. Reggie, you'll need to press star one again. All right, star one. <laughs> That's star there one. There you go. Uh, yeah, thanks for your service this morning. And everybody who's on the line, this is Reggie O in uh, the greater Los Angeles area. And I um, I keep thinking about Groundhog Day and reading this, you know. And, like, I'm living with you all a Groundhog Day uh, that I never knew existed, you know, that, that, you know, you keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And I was just thinking how every morning – uh, except for Saturday, but I could listen to a recording. I get to be on the call with you all and hear this amazing message and reminder and experience, you know, the experience, strength, and hope of so many people on the line for whom this has worked and almost the miraculous effect of the steps on this uh, crazy disease when before my ground, you know, I think of all the years my Groundhog Day was uh, – I would have binged the night before and I would wake up the next morning and totally believe that it was done. I would wake up with this hope, this feeling of exhilaration, and I would know that I was over. 
kind of like this real Pollyanna effect, I guess, and <clears throat> or or some very strange kind of thinking. And it might last for a day, it might last for two days, it might last for three days, but and it might last for you know until lunch. But it would always come back, and you know, and I did that for years. I mean, year, years. I've done it probably over the course of my life for decades. And to, to look back on that, you know, and to see that it, it truly, that true insanity, that distorted thinking, you know, that kept me thinking that it was, it, I was done, you know, simply that I was done. And because I woke up one morning and I felt differently. So <clears throat> I have found that not to be the case because, um, you know, because I, I was so afraid to give up control, which I've learned, you know, it's just this deep fear of giving up control. But, you know, I'm giving up uh, a personal control or a, a, a power that is so much greater than anything that I ever had. Uh, you know, I, I lost the power around choice of food many, many years ago, and uh, I didn't think so. Uh, well, it's not that I didn't think so. I, it was many years ago that I realized I didn't have power over choice, but I had this magical thinking that it had just been miraculously lifted overnight over and over and over again. I'm grateful to know differently today, and especially because I'm grateful to be living this way of life and, you know, and loving what uh, what I heard the reader Wendy say this morning, you know, I, I don't think the way I used to think. I don't act the way I used to think. I don't feel the way I used to feel. And, you know, to me today, that's an absolute miracle and blessing and, you know, active in the disease, that would have been, wait a minute, I, you know, I want to be me. I've got to be myself, you know, don't want anybody changing that. So uh, it's just, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a total blessing to, uh, to get this groundhog message from you all every morning in the big book. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reggie O. Okay, Kelly M., you'll be next, followed by Donna S. Kelly, please go ahead. Hi, this is Kelly M. from Texas. Um, this reading, it really makes me think about how many times that I dieted and exercised and just over and over and over and lost and gained the same 50, 60 pounds. Um, and I realized after being in program that my biggest problem was that I was putting my faith and um, my my un my inability to control my eating in somebody else that was not God. So like I had a personal trainer and I just depended on him to kind of keep me in line. And when he was gone or whoever else that I had put all of my faith in was gone, that's when I went back into the food. And now being a program that I put my faith in God it, that won't fail me and in the program, uh, that's how... I was able to be recovered and not have to worry so much about the food and go back into it. And, you know, I got to a place before I came into program where I, I was this at the end of the paragraph when it talks about how he will know loneliness as few do. Um, I was at a place where I, I didn't care anymore. Like I was ready to eat myself into, to, into death and that, that hopelessness is what actually brought me in the program, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that God allowed me to go there so that I would come back to him, and that that's a blessing, and I, I thank God for that every day, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, 
Donna S. You're next, followed by Nikita A.E. Donna, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for your service and all the great shares I'm hearing. It's so, so helpful for my recovery. Uh, I just want to start off by saying I have... I have re- I had really high cholesterol, like to the point where the doctor said to me, I was going to have a stroke if I didn't get on the medication. And I refused and refused, and everybody told me I should. And I said, nope, I'm going to work this program. I'm going to work my OA program, and I'm going to focus not on the diet, but on lowering my cholesterol. And um, I-, I had the appointment today with the doctor, and I had no clue what was going to be, but he said it was down 25 points, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it, you know this program works, and um, I just made, like, few minor changes. I need to dem- – I know I have to change. I've, I've done everything everybody said, gain 50 pounds, lose 50 pounds. I'm 60 years old. I've been doing that since I was 17. And um, I got I know this is a big challenge for me to take care of myself, and I, I have to put myself as number one. You know, I cannot put my job or my family. It's got to be me, and it's 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 to me it's like a, a lot of work. But I know that I'm worth it. I know I'm worth it. And um, I'm just good. There's so much more areas that I have to work. He said to me something this morning that I really didn't like to hear. I never heard anybody call me this, but he said, you're obese. He said, by the charts with your blood pressure for your height and weight, you're obese. And I don't, I don't want to be obese. You know, he said slightly, but it's still obese. Ugh. So I know that I have to keep coming. I just started these meetings about two weeks ago. So I need to get myself a sponsor, get on the computer, and not say just because I went to a meeting today on the phone that I did all the work on myself and that I walked two miles. That doesn't work. I have to get on the computer and look for a sponsor in my time zone and not in my head think, well, this person's – I just have to pick a sponsor, call them and see if they're willing to sponsor me. That's it. Don't make it a big – hoopla in my head so that's my challenge for the day and with my the first thing that I said when I got out of the doctor's office today was thank you Lord thank you for helping me lower my cholesterol that's all I have to share great thank you so much Donna and I would encourage you if you haven't um, announced yourself as a newcomer um, you can do that at the end of this recording and then we also have people who announce themselves as sponsors at that time so make sure you stay on to the to the full end of this meeting so the recording will stop and then we've got about 10 more minutes so please stay on for that okay we've got Nikifa AE who will be next and then Marissa E Nikifa please go ahead and if you're not Nikifa, please press star one to mute. Nikifa, press star one. Okay, perhaps I heard something that wasn't there. Marissa E., if you're ready, you can go ahead, press star one. 
Good morning, Gina. Thank you for your service and thank you everyone for your shares. This is Marissa E. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater outside Los Angeles. And just to relate to the reading, um, you know, being like that boy whistling and, and thinking like, I don't miss it at all. And um, I remember before recovery, I would do fasts, these juice fasts for like 12, 14, 16 days right? No solid food, not supervised by a doctor. And um, I remember after I finished one, you know, of course, I lost a lot of weight and people are complimenting me. And I told my best friend, I remember I was like, oh, I'm just so glad, right? I'd binged all summer. I did this juice fast and I told her, I said, I really, I rediscovered my love for fruits and vegetables. And um you know, just, just thinking back, I really, I, I think I felt a tinge inside when I said that, like, what BS, you know, that wasn't true. And then, you know, coming to OA, I've been here eight years and got a sponsor and I'm working the steps and I remember, um, you know, relapsing and, and binging, restricting and over-exercising in the rooms, right, with a belly full of food and a head full of OA. And, um, and yeah, just, just pretending like, you know, I work better, I feel better, it doesn't bother me. And, and it wasn't true. And so I'm just so grateful. You know, I came in, I came into these rooms and I found myself a guide, you know, and it's been eight weeks without my alcoholic ingredients. And nine weeks ago, I could not imagine my life without or with these ingredients. And I'm just so gr- grateful because of the steps, right? Because I've, I've created this reliance on my higher power that I'm continuing to work on every day. And I'm talking to you guys. I'm calling you. I'm hearing recovery. I'm hearing what I should do, you know, when, when I don't know what to do. And, um, and for today, like, I don't miss it, right? I do feel better. I do work better. And I am more productive. And I'm just so, so grateful that, you know, today's just Wednesday, right? It's just another Wednesday that they happen to call Halloween. And I'm going to dress up for a work event and I'm going to go there and have fun, right? And at the same time, I have my meals prepped and I have people I'm going to call. And I am just really looking forward to another abstinent day. So thank you and I pass. Thank you, Marissa E. Okay, we've got time for um, several more shares if you'd like to. We're on page 151, the third paragraph, which begins, now and then a serious drinker. Who would like to share? Nancy L. Got you, Nancy. Dossie P. I didn't catch the first name, but I heard the P. What was the first name again? Dossie. Dossie, okay. Who else? Cindy D. Cindy D. Maybe a couple more or one more? Marilee R. in Oregon. Marilee R. Okay, let's go with that and see how far we get. Um, 
All right, the lineup here will be Nancy L, Dossie P, Cindy D, and Mary Lee R. Nancy, please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Nancy L from Arizona. This three-letter sentence really jumps out at me. He fools himself. Only for me, it's she fools herself. Um, one of my most favorite days when the kids were young was November 1st because um, that was when all the Halloween candy was half price. I had the best idea I think a mom could have. My daughter's birthday was on December 3rd. So November 1st, I go buy everything I can find for the pinata, which is going to, you know, be hung on her birthday. And I'll have all the candy for it, right? And I paid half price for it. I mean, how smart can a mom be here? But no. I was fooling myself. I stuck the candy away three weeks later, three or four weeks later when it was her birthday and it was time to fill the pinata. Guess what? Nancy had to go out and buy candy for the pinata because she ate it all. You know, now someone with a, with a sane mind when it comes to food, she doesn't have any mental twists. That would have worked. But for me, this mental twisted woman the very next year was out there buying that candy because I wasn't going to do that this time. So November 1st, I'm out there buying the candy because what am I not going to do this time? I'm not going to eat that candy that's hidden away for three weeks. I'm going to save it like a good girl, like a good mom. No, no, no. Next year, I'm out buying the candy on December the 2nd to fill the pinata and this went on for years and years and years. A fool. And it's okay for me to say that today. When it comes to compulsive eating behaviors, I am a fool. And I have got no trust in myself. I have to put my trust in my higher power because he is trustworthy, not me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy L. Dossie P, you're up next, followed by Cindy D. Dossie, please go ahead. Dossie, press star one to unmute. Hello, can you hear me? There you go. Oh, awesome. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I just want to say this is so great because I never get to share on this meeting, but I, I was just uh, making a 10-step earlier to my sponsor and needed to do some service. So glad the lines are quiet for a bit. But, yeah, I can relate to this. I mean, I think that pretty much everyone who, you know, has been in the rooms for a bit or, you know, even hasn't but just kind of resonates with that story can click into it. This is horrible. This is cycle that... You know, I think um, I heard in the rooms one somewhere, I think it was in an, another step room, but um, someone said that their biggest problem, their biggest problem wasn't stopping, that they could stop. They'd stop over and over and over again. Their biggest problem was not starting. You know, and what's gotten me in trouble over and over again with relapse was, is my amnesia. <laughs> Like, I get amnesia. You know, I've had periods in the program where I've had really great recovery. Dossie, press star one to come back in. Dossie, you're the correct speaker. Please go ahead. 
Okay, thanks. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was just the, the amnesia about, um, you know, what was actually really giving me true, real recovery. And, um, you know, so since then, I just do my best every day to, to really lean in on prayer and lean in on the steps and remember that it's not me running the show and giving it up and giving it over um, really helps. You know, it's not that I don't, I still have a guideline for me of, of when, if I'm reaching for a certain food and there's no reason for me to, you know, um, I know that I have red flags. So I use the food plan and I use kind of my, my red light, yellow light, green light foods as a barometer. But I've just struggled enough to know that if I'm not working the steps, around my life then I'm pretty much not taking step one it's the same as before when I came into OA you know you know how many times I swore off flour and sugar or I said I'm I'm never going to eat this way or that way and I would I would be able to do it for a long period of time in the beginning and then as I got progressive and progressive and progressive you know my ability to control my food became less and less and less so the steps really helped me to kind of have a, a sameness that's pretty that's pretty great if you just continuously work Fine. the program every day. So um, I'll pass with that. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, and thank you for sticking with it. Okay, Cindy D., you're up next, followed by Marilee R. Cindy, please go ahead. Thanks, Gina. Good morning, everyone. This is Cindy D. Gratefully recovered in Texas. Um, I relate so much to the loneliness that this paragraph talks about. You know, I can still remember the feeling of being, you know, in the food and feeling like I had no way out, and I definitely couldn't imagine continuing life the way I was, or that life could be different. And um, it was very lonely, especially after my husband got sober. Um, and I really did feel like I was at a jumping off place, but thank God for me, the jumping off place was in the program. And, you know, and I, I can still, I'm still new enough in my recovery that I can, recovery that I can still feel the way it felt in the loneliness. And I hope that I don't ever forget that. Um, because that, that's what keeps, part of what keeps me here is, you know, knowing I'm in this fellowship. I have better relationships with people all around me. I'm learning how to um, be more of the person that God wants me to be and how to live in his will. And I don't want to go back to the old game again. Um, I want to stay here and I want to be of service. And I'm just really grateful I had an opportunity to share today and to be with all of you. And I hope you all have a blessed day. And with that, I'll pass, Gina. Thanks. Thank you, Cindy D. Okay, Marilee R., you are next, and then we'll see how it goes after this, whether or not we have time for some others. Go ahead, Marilee. Good morning. This is Marilee R. in uh, RV camping in Belknap, Oregon. And I just feel so blessed. I, I read this. We, when we read this paragraph, it, it took me back to Halloween was the beginning and it seemed like it went all the way to Easter, and it didn't feel like there was ever a way out. It was always, 
I'm not going to eat that first bite, and then I eat that first bite, and we all know what happens after we eat the first bite. And I fast forward to present day. Um, My RV refrigerator has my abstinent food. Um, There's a hot pool that I get to go soak in in a few hours. Um, I have a sponsor recall, and this is the first time I've ever been able to have cell phone service because someone lent me their phone so I could listen to our precious meetings. And I, it's just such a blessing, um, and I just feel so grateful. And I am, I am, I am. I love that I am enough. And I love that the twist of the mind is not there anymore. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you on this meeting. It's a discipline. We suit up. We show up when we say we will, prepared, and we leave the results to our higher power. And hooray for the higher power. And thank you for being of service. Mary Lee in Oregon. Thank you, Marilee R. Okay, we have time for one more share, and I'm actually going to take the, the, the tail end of the meeting today. So who would like to take the last actual share? Mariana D. Mariana, please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, well, I just have to say this meeting today, um, how grateful I am for the shares and for being reminded because I, um, it's the, like how that mental twist, how, how sly that mental twist is and how, um, um, for me, it's just really easy to start listening to, um, you know, I'm not very articulate today, I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to voice this. Um, It's really easy for me to start thinking another way where when I listen to this meeting and especially this morning and I'm hearing my fellows talking about this, it's so important to me because um, I've kind of been not as strong in my program with my move and I'm trying to kind of get my my support back and stuff, but I realize I'm really... I'm not putting in the work that I need to. And I guess what's big for me right now, instead of beating myself up and saying, you know, why aren't I doing these things, I'm looking at it and saying, you know what, there's so much peace here with my fellows listening to recovery. That's what I want. And I don't want to beat myself up. I want to reach out. And I just want to, because all that mental anguish of um, I should have, I could have, why aren't I doing as well? I need to let that go and be like, okay, um, I need to reach out and I need to be talking. I was writing down names today. I need to be talking to my fellows and um, and let go of the shame but reach for the recovery. So that's really what I got today from this meeting. So thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Mariana D. Okay, this is Gina R. I'm going to take the last um, few minutes here. I'm gratefully recovered uh, from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and a compulsive eater, and I live in Green Valley, Arizona. And um, as we were going through this process and um, experiencing real time what uh, disturbances can do to us, it it just um, 
reminded me what this program can actually do for us. Nothing happens to us. Everything happens for us. And so if, if I'm in a position where I'm um, agitated because of the disturbance and I'm saying I'm clinging to it, 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 it's about the same as what they're talking about here in this paragraph we're reading today. I'm inwardly um, thinking that I can, I can hold on to this, this attitude of being disturbed and not be affected. And um, so as we were going along, I just thought, okay, this, we got to go back to page 67 in the big book. We ask God to help show us the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, this is a sick man or woman. How can I help him or her? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. And when that disturbance is one that you cannot, we don't know exactly who it is or where it's coming from. Um, we can still be in an attitude of prayer for that situation. And so then it reminded me to go to page 552 in the fourth edition. And it says, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and to want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. That's how I get through situations that we experience today. So we can display the same kind of persistence that we saw. And with that, I pass. All right, I am gonna be the last share today. And so I would like to thank everybody who was on Team Wednesday for October. We had a great lineup with Carrie S, Cindy D, Wendy M, Leslie W, Liat TD, and Melanie C as the newcomer greeter. I will now ask Wendy M to begin reading. Oops, sorry, Liat TD. Oops. Leslie W. to read A Vision for You. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Leslie, press star one. Okay, Liat, are you ready to read that? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now, Leslie. Can you hear me? There you go, I can hear you. All right, sorry. About that, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.